Hello, Kinderlach. Today I'm going to tell you a gewaldig story, which happened to Reb Zusha of Anipoli. After Reb Melech, the brother of Reb Zusha, was nostalgic, Reb Zusha happened to travel through a town. In that city, there lived a young man who was a chassid and a Talmud of Reb Melech. Rebbe had passed away. This young man used to, used to be a chassid. Rebbe when Rebbe was alive. At that time, this young man, when Rebbe Zusha traveled through that city, where this young man lived, this young man was very, very ill. He was dangerously sick. The doctor said that he's going to die soon because he's so sick. Now, the family of this young man found out the Reb Zusha is in town. So they rushed to Reb Zusha to mention the name of the young man, the, the, the Chayla, the person who was sick. And they begged him and they said, please, daven for him. Daven for this young man. He's a chassid. He was a chassid of your brother who passed away. So Reb Zusha came, visited the sick and started davening for him. He tried very hard to break the very, the, the, the terrible decree in Shomayim against this young man, hoping that he can ter- overturn the decree and that this young man will live. But it seemed that Reb Zusha saw there's nothing he can do. It was already, you know, decided in Shomayim that this young man has to die. And unfortunately, this is what happened. The young man died a short while later. But at the Levaya, the funeral, Reb Zusha went and accompanied, like everybody else, gave covet to the, to the deceased, to the mace. And by the Levaya, Reb Zusha said like this, I'll do him a favor at least now. I couldn't save him. I couldn't save his life, but at least help him now. So he will remember that Zusha was here in town. How is he going to help the person who passed away? So Reb Zusha took a piece of paper, wrote down on, on a note, on the piece of paper, a note. My dear brother, Elimelech, I beg you, make sure that this young man, his Nisham is coming up to Ganeden now, that he will be not far from you, close to you, in Ganeden. Bring him close to you in Ganeden. And Reb Zusha took this note, put it into the hand of the nifter, the person, the young man who passed away, put it into his hand, into his dead hand. And he closed the hand. And then he spoke to the young man who passed away. He spoke to him and said, this note you should give to my brother, Rebbe Melech. Now many will come to you on the way to Ganeden. There will be many nishamas who are going to come and ask you, please give me that note. Because they'll know this note is a valuable note. And they're going to want to take it from you. But you should not listen to them. No matter what they promise you, don't give it away. Don't listen to any what they say. Even if they beg you, don't. Now, don't leave, leave it out of your hand until you come to my brother. Now, I'll give you a sign to recognize who my brother is. He's very tall. He stands out higher than everybody else. That's what he said. Uh, who knows why Reb Zusha told this young man what Reb Melech looked like. 
This young man was a chassid of Rabbi Melech. He saw Rabbi Melech when he was alive. I guess he didn't mean it physically that he was tall. He meant something spiritual, right? That his neshama stands out above other neshamas, and he'll see it, and then he'll know this is Rabbi Melech, the neshama of Rabbi Melech, and he'll give him this note. But Rabbi Zusha said, I give you one condition, though. He told this young, this, the, the, the mace, the dead person. He said to him, I'm giving you this note, and I want you to take it to my brother in Ganeiden, but I make one condition with you. You come and tell me afterwards what happened. What happened in Ganeiden with you? A year passed by, and the young man came to Reb Zusha, and he was very thankful. He likes praising and thanks, thanked Reb Zusha from the depths of his heart. He did such a kindness with me. You helped me so much. And he began to tell to Reb Zusha what happened. He said, indeed, you were right. Many people tried to get this little note that you gave me out of my hand. They wanted it. But I kept very, very close to my heart what you said. You said not to give it to anyone. And I held on to it until I came to Rabbi Lemelech. Until I knew this is for sure Rabbi Lemelech. And I followed the signs he gave me that he's tall. And I gave him the note and I told them, this is from your brother, Reb Zushu, who is still alive here on earth, in the world. Reb Melech took the note, this is what the neshama of this Talmud tells Reb Zusha, your brother Reb Melech took the note from me, and he was very surprised. He says, how does my brother know this young man? And why is he so concerned for him that I should take care of him in Ganeiden, put him next to me? He's my chassid, not his. How would he know about him? Why would he make such an effort to do him such a favor, to bring him to Ganeiden close to me? But, you know what, says Rabbi Melech after a while, I'm not surprised. My brother is such a Oyev Yisrael. He loves every single person. Even if it's not his chassid, he cares about him with all his heart. After a while, um, Rabbi Melech took care of this neshama, and he made sure that he was not far from his heichal, from his place in Ganeiden, as his brother Reb had asked of him. So this is all telling the, the nifter, the person who passed away, his neshama came to Reb in a dream and told him this. So then Reb said to him, well, thank you for coming back and telling me all this, but I have another request from you. I saw and noticed my neshama went up to the higher worlds. I saw there was a big commotion. Many, many neshamas of tzaddikim were rushing to welcome the neshama of a, of, of a great person that came from Oyla Mazeh, from this world. Somebody had passed away. His neshama went up Lamaila, and many neshamas of tzaddikim were rushing to, get, to go welcome him to Ganeiden. Now, <clears throat> it seemed from that, this must have been the neshama of a great tzaddik that had arrived in, in Ganeiden from Olam Hazeh, from this world. But I haven't heard of any great tzaddikim that had passed away recently. So I couldn't understand that when my neshama, when, you know, Rabbi Shazusha, when he davened, some of his neshama would go up in Lamaila, in the heavens. So he, heard, he saw this incredible commotion. Hundreds and thousands of neshamas were rushing to, to greet this new neshama that came from Elam Hazar. 
But he says, I, I, I didn't hear in the news. I would have heard about it that somebody had, had died. Somebody, some great tzaddik had passed away. So I want to know what was this commotion about. So I'm begging you, go and find that and come tell me. What was it? Who was this neshama that everybody was so uh, excited to, to meet and welcome to Ganeid? So a few days went by, and the younger man, the, the, the nifter who passed away, came back to Reb And he told them what happened with this neshama. Who is this neshama that arrived in Ganeid and that caused such a commotion? He told them like this. Because of your effort and your work, you, you asked my brother to put, him, to put my neshama close to his heichal, to his place. So I was able to be close to Rabbi Lamelech. So when I was in my place in Gan Eden, I, I yelled at Rabbi Lamelech and he said, your brother Zushi wants to know who this neshama is. And I heard Rabbi Lamelech responding like this. To my brother, I will give an answer. Because if I don't tell him, he'll start fasting. Because Reb Zusha was like this. If he wanted to know something in the Gemara, he wanted to understand the Rambam, he wanted to understand the Chumash, and he didn't understand, he would cry, and then he would fast, like three, four days at once, maybe three days. He would fast without even breaking his fast at night. He would like fast straight for three days, 24 hours. And, and, and because until Hashem would make sure that he understands what the Gemara is saying, he understands what Tosis is saying because it bothered him so much. So when he needs something to know, he's going to cry and daven and fast. So I'm going to give him the answer so he shouldn't fast. I want him to be healthy. So tell him what, what went on here with this neshama. He said like this, the neshama that came to Gan Eden was actually a simple uh, farmer who had passed away. He was a very good Jew. He learned Mishnayas, and he used to read the Zohar. He didn't understand the Zohar, but he read the words. He was a very simple person. There's one thing that he did that was so outstanding. He did Hachnosos Orchim. He would invite guests in an exceptional way. His house was always open, wide open, for anyone who passed by. And he never took money from any Jew for food and drinking. In his last years, this farmer decided that in addition to doing Arnosos Hochem in his house, he lived in a village, he had a farm, so anybody who traveled through would be able to come into his house and eat and drink and sleep. In addition to uh, having his home opened up to all the guests, he will also open up um, a shul for guests. No, not a shul, a house for guests, like a little motel, a little inn where people, where? Not in the, in the village, outside the village on the highway where a lot of people were traveling. So instead of them having to go into the village to stay in the farmer's house, he made a special place outside on the road so they don't have to bother to go inside the village. They can, as they travel, they stop over on the side of the road. There's this big inn and they can stay there and eat and drink and sleep for free. And they can eat wine, drink wine, they can eat uh, cake and cookies and coffee and, and no, no charge. That made it much easier for people that traveled quickly to just stop over, take a cup of coffee, 
either they stayed overnight or they didn't stay overnight, but they, they drank something, they ate something, and then were able to get new strength to go on with the journey. Now, Malach Bechol, as we know, is the Malach in Shemaim that always tells Hashem how great the Jewish people are. He always tries to find the great mitzvahs Jews do, to tell Hashem, look how great the Jewish people are. Because he's the defender of the Jewish people. So the Malach Bechol made a big deal about this Jew, this farmer. He said to Hashem, look at this farmer, he's such an amazing guy. Look, he opened his home to anybody who wants to come to his home. Now he decided to open a new hotel where he's going to let anybody pass by, come in and eat and drink for free. So Malachal said, look, Hashem, you should be nice to Jewish people. Look what precious and wonderful Jewish people you have. Came the Sutton. The Sutton didn't like it. Sutton said, wait a second. This farmer? Yeah, what's the big deal? You know why he's doing it? Not because it's a mitzvah. He's not doing the mitzvah because he wants to do a big mitzvah. He wants people to see and hear about him. People say, wow, look at this farmer. He built a new hotel where everybody can come there and stay for free and eat and drink for free. Wow, and everybody's going to sing his praises and say what a great guy he is. He's just doing it for his own self. But Malach Michal said, no, 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 no. This is nonsense. Why would he do it just because he wants to be proud? So people would say nice things about him? That's ridiculous. Why would he spend so much money and so much time to have, have people drink and eat for free? No. So finally, the Malach Michal suggested to the Sutton, you go down and test this farmer the way you want to test him. Test him whatever way you want. You'll see that he is really, really a good person. And he does everything for Hashem's sake. And so, the Sutton accepted the offer. And one day, somebody showed up at the doorstep of this farmer. The, who was this man who was at the doorstep of the farmer? He was the manager of the fields and houses and many, many properties of a very big Poritz. Now, there was a big Poritz in the region, in the area. He was the Poritz of the entire area. All the villages and towns belonged to him. And he had a big manager. And um, he, the manager was very famous. Everybody knew he was the manager of all the towns and all the villages, and he owned all the houses. And he showed up at the house of this farmer. Now, this farmer never met this manager before face to face. But he heard about him. He knew that he was very powerful. He can do whatever he wanted. He controls everything. And he knew that, um, you know, that this manager controlled all the stores and all the businesses and all the farms. If he wanted to kick you off a farm, he can kick you off a farm. You wouldn't have any income, any parnasa, any money. He can control everything. He was very powerful. So he knew that this manager, he better treat him nicely. He comes to his house for the first time. There must be a good reason. So he's going to take good care of him, be very nice to him. So he wouldn't hurt him. He wouldn't take away his business, wouldn't take away his house. So he was very anxious to take care of this manager. But as he's busy taking care of this very important manager... There was a commotion outside 
a wagon of a Jew came into the courtyard of the house of this farmer. And it's a Jew who was traveling through the village and he knew that this farmer's house is always open for everyone to come and stay and eat and drink and sleep. And he was coming to stay in the house. Maybe to have some food and, and relax and sit down on the couch and schmooze with the farmer. He came just to have a good time. Now, the farmer realized he has this manager waiting for him to treat him to a nice cup of vodka and a little mezainus, right? He wanted to be nice to him. But there's a Jew coming to the door. It's a mitzvah to do achraz hazachim to this Jew. So he ran outside. He told the manager to wait and went outside to greet the Jew to come into his house. <clears throat> and he quickly brought the Jew inside and put food and drinks in front of him. And as he finished taking care of the Jewish guest, he went over back to his Goyish uh, uh, guest, the, the manager of, of, of the Pogitz, and uh, to see that, whether he can help him with anything. It turns out that the manager, while the Jew ran off, to invite the other Jew to do Achlasa Zorchim, the manager got very insulted and he left. He left angrily. So it seems like the manager was very hurt. And now, well, he knew he was in trouble because this manager could have hurt him a lot. But in his heart, he was thinking listen, I did a mitzvah. I, ha- I, I took another Jew who was hungry and tired and needed a place to stay. So I'm not worried. Hashem is great. Hashem is in charge. He'll protect me. That was the first test. Who was the manager of the parish? None other than the Satan. Came dressed like the manager. He wanted to see if this farmer is going to do the Mizrach even though he might end up uh, upsetting the manager. Then a while went by, and one day, a Cossack, a Cossack from the Russian army, you know, the Cossacks were very dangerous. He was armed with knives and some guns. A Cossack walked into the house of the, of the farmer, and he looked very mean. It was very scary to look at him. He was tall and big and strong, and he had knives everywhere. And he came into the house, like very angry, and, 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 he's, he's, and took his, his big gun, and he held it, pointing to the farmer and said, give me a meal right now, I'm starving, or else you know what's gonna happen. The farmer was like, very anxious, he ran quickly and took care of the Cossack. But as he was trying to take care of the Cossack and prepare the table and put a nice meal in front of the Cossack, another Jew knocked on the door. It seems like a Jew that came from a very far road and needed help. And the Jew, the farmer, as he heard the Jew on the other side of the door coming to the door, he left the Cossack sitting there by himself and ran to the door to welcome this Jew into the house. And he took the Jew into his arms and said, Oh, Shalom Aleichem, come inside. He was so happy to see him. And he brought him into the, into the house and put him by the table and, of course, gave him all the things he needed, food and drinks. And, of course, 
he made sure that the Jew would wash his hands and eat his meal, but S, his guest, the Jew, was eating his meal. He remembered, oh, I left the Cossack in the other room all by himself. And he has guns, he's got knives. So he went quickly back to see if he can take care of the Cossack. But then he saw the Cossack also disappeared. Like he's gone. And that was the second test. That the Sultan tested this guest. There was a third test. The third test was, this was actually, this happened very close to the time when this farmer was about to die. End of his life. The Sultan showed up to the house of this farmer dressed like a disgusting looking beggar. He had bruises all over him. He had leprosy mitzaras all over his body. And he looked awful. It looked like full of diseases and sicknesses. But the farmer was not, you know, um, upset or anything. He took him in the house, very friendly, like he always did with everybody, even though this, this guy looked very awful and disgusting. He put him by the table and he gave him the best food he could find. And uh, during the meal, he poured him a cup of, of, of wine and, and, and even gave him l'chaim and, and, and it made him feel very good. And then he hears that the poor man, this disgusting looking poor man, is mumbling to himself and he's saying, oh, this guy is for sure doing this for Hashem's sake, not for himself. And as he says these words, this disgusting looking beggar says these words, he disappears. And the farmer was shocked. Where, where is he? Suddenly he's gone. And so this was the third test. And this was the Sultan coming to test him. When his neshama went up to Gan Eden, an announcement was made in all the upper worlds that he deserves honor like one of the greatest tzaddikim of the generation. And the entire army of neshamas from all over Gan Eden kept rushing to welcome this special neshama of this simple farmer. This was everything told by this chassid of Rabbi Lemelech, this young man, who Rabzusha helped by giving him a note in his hand to bring to his brother in Gan Eden that he should put him next to him in Gan Eden. Right? And again, he also came back to tell him to solve the second mystery that Rabzusha had. Who was this great Nishama that came to Gan Eden that everybody was so excited to meet? Rabbi Zushi himself told that story because he wanted people to know how great in Shamayim is when people do Achmas HaSarachim. And in general, Yavis is all. And that Hashem loves it when people show Avis to another person. Even if it's a simple person who doesn't know much, but he gave his life to help other people. With Mesir's Nefesh. 